Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, and I have no doubt that this will be the most listened to episode that I've ever done, and there's only one reason why, because my wife, Brooklyn Cardenas, is on the episode. This woman is absolute magic. She is incredible in all that she says, all that she does, and she amplifies every single person around her. Her and I got the opportunity to sit down with the Empowered Salon Leaders Podcast, And we just couldn't wait to share the episode with you. Enjoy and share with everyone you know. Oh, my goodness. So you guys all got to meet Kelly Cardenas not too long ago. But I knew I needed to bring on his better half with him because I knew that he wouldn't, she would not come on unless her husband was with her. And this is Brooklyn Cardenas right here, folks. So woohoo! What's up? Hey! Hey. (laughs) I love it. These two have been very very good friends of ours for a very long time. And uh, Kelly has been my business coach uh, for many, many, many years. And he has saved my life many times over, so to speak. Um, Yeah, we all know the stories of my failures. And Kelly picked up the pieces many, many times. So I know this is going to be an incredible, incredible broadcast. But before uh, we actually go into our questions, because right now we're doing a masterclass right now, Kelly and Brooklyn, it's called Today Matters. It's by John C. Maxwell, and it's been going incredible. We've all just been super transparent and vulnerable with each other in this master class. It's been really awesome, and we love having, you know, brand new salon owners every single time that we get, you know, into this. But I want everybody to meet Brooklyn, and I, I love the fact that you have started a brand new blog, and I want you to talk about it. You call it the dirtygirlblog.com, and I think it's super fun because you are just one of the most biggest powerhouses in the industry, Brooklyn, and everyone needs to know who you are. Everyone needs to follow you and hear you because they're going to be so inspired and felt so lifted up and get your teams on this blog too because it's going to make them feel so much more empowered too. So Brooklyn, thank you for being on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you guys. You're making me blush. I love it. This is great. I'll come back anytime. <laughs> Talk about your uh, dirty girl blog a little bit and why you're doing it, why you started it. Like what was the background with that? Well, wow. Okay. So dirty girl blog really has been just um, a compilation of the last 20 years of me doing hair, right? And we sit down with our guests every single day and yes, we do their hair, but we also touch their hearts and we touch their souls. And sometimes it's just that little thing that we do can, that can lift their spirits and empower them to be the best version of themselves. That's what we do. That's our gift. That's like most hairdressers. When you ask them, what is their why? That is always the reason why. And when I, you know, um, and it really happened you know, after, and it's something I've always wanted to do, but during COVID, I had never had seven days off in a row ever (laughs) in the last, I don't know how many years. And it was the first time that I took a second and paused and I said, oh my God, I can do this. So every day I came into the studio and I filmed how to stretch your blow dry for seven days. And my brother who's in film and photography told me, well, why don't you just do it over like, you know, do it in one day and, and just it up. I'm like, no, 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 no. It has to be real. Like it has to be like, it's been slept on. I've been worked out in like it needs to be real. And it was the first day that I did it. And it, it really, that was the beginning of it is how to stretch your blow dry and how to like educate your guests on quick and styling tips. But the reason behind it, it really stems from 
that sometimes we all wake up a little crusty in the morning, right? And we all, and, and what is that, right? We all wake up a little crusty and we're like, who does this belong to? This doesn't, this doesn't belong to me. And it's the ritual of how do we treat ourselves every morning? And sometimes it's throw on that red lipstick, girl. It's time to get powerful, right? And the li- it used to be lipstick for me or these chunky earrings and a sexy top knot bun. Um, it could be a little dry shampoo and a dry, dry oil and four, like four sections of curls. Like it could be a little refresh foam. It could be a refresh spray. It could be something that we could do every single day that gives us that power to be able to be the best version of ourselves. And really that's where it stems from. So it's about falling in love with being a little dirty, a little dirty girl. Um, and just falling in love with just being a badass and being cute little badass every day. <laughs> I love it. That'll be my next B series. Be dirty. I'll quote you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, if you can stretch me out in seven days in Florida, I'm telling you, hello. I don't think so. Cause the humidity here is so bad. I wake up every day dirty. It's nasty. So <laughs> you Girl. don't want to see my curly nappy hair. <laughs> For sure. Kelly knows how it gets down here. So I want to, I'm going to throw out a question with you guys, both of you, uh, because I know you've been in business together for a long time. And I know both of you are working full time together at the Carlsbad location and and you both coach together salon owners as well, too. I want to hear like, what's the greatest part about working together as a married couple? So I'm going to stump you guys right now. And uh, Kelly, you have to go first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one of the biggest things is, is every single person told me uh, in the industry and, and worldwide that I talk to as far as business owners, um, you've got to keep your family and your work separate. You can't uh, work with your wife. It'll ruin your marriage, all these things. And I love the fact that um, I've introduced my family to my job and my job to my family. And it's that's what we did is we built our business around our family as opposed to our, our, our lives around our business. And we changed that, you know, in this, this, this last year, and it really was a brainchild of Brooklyn's and it has been, it, I mean, it's been phenomenal. I mean, you know, so, so many people say like, oh, it's such hard work to be married. Then you're not married to the right person. Um, when you're married to the right person and you stay patient, there's that person out there and it's not hard work to love her. It's not at all. Any day of the week, it's not hard to love her. And if you're out there and you're like, oh my gosh, my relationship's a struggle, then honestly assess your relationship or assess the decisions that you made to get into that relationship in the first place. And I'm not saying it's perfect, but I have never worked a day in my life in the last 13 years to love this woman. It just comes naturally. Yeah. And I know that to be very, very true. And yes, Brooklyn is amazing. She is the angel that you think that she is. (laughs) She's like, no, I'm not. Brooklyn, I want to hear like, what's the greatest part about working side by side with your husband? You know, it's definitely has been a journey and it's been growth, right? So we've been together, we've worked together essentially for the last 20 years um, or as long as in my care career and our relationship and our dynamic has changed through that. So it hasn't always been rainbows and butterflies. I mean, we've had a different dynamic. He used to be my boss (laughs) and we weren't dating. (laughs) And then, you know, we, we worked separately and then we worked together. But the one thing that we um, always did is we always um, listened to each other and we always um, build each other up 
And, and I think that's, that's the, that's something that even when we get to a point now, when we are, have a different opinion on things, I think we break it down and we listen to each other and we support each other. And I think that that's given us the foundation to be able to, to enjoy working together and to, to do great. Cause there's things that Kelly does really, really good that I suck at, <laughs> that I'm like, that's a Kelly thing. Like, and that there's some things that like I, that I fall in and that just work a little easier for me. Um, and Kelly's like, that's all you. So um, I think it takes um, a partnership. And in that, it's a lot of listening and a lot of cheering each other on. And I think that that's, that's been. She is doing most of the listening. Yesterday, I was a <laughs> fool. I was an absolute fool. Um, I got mad. I got frustrated. And she just sat there and she listened and listened and listened. And I was waiting for her to be like, look, you need to da, 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 da. And she didn't. And she listened. And I was confused. And it just, she confused me out of a fight because I was so like, rah, 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 rah. And she was like, wow, I never thought about it that way. And <laughs> seriously, she tricks me out of being mad. And I was frustrated. And then she didn't say anything. And I was like, wow. You know, and then I thought about it. And I was like, I was completely wrong. And she didn't say anything, but she told me I was wrong without saying anything. And listening is the best thing in the world. And she's the best at it. So, yeah. She's definitely an angel, for oh sure. Gosh, I you agree. Guys are, you, guys are, you guys are building me up. I like it. <laughs> We're going to have to have you on alone this next time, for sure. I would just love to know what disc, what disc, what disc are they? Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, we all know, right? Yes, what? I know. It's so funny because Kelly, uh, Kelly, you're me and Brooklyn, you're my husband and we're just completely opposites, but that's why it works, you know? So I just, I think it's really beautiful. So kind of jumping into today matters. Uh, so John Maxwell talks about, and it's really an interesting um, facet. He actually plans his calendar like every hour, right? Uh, to the minute, uh, 40 days in advance, which is like, oh my gosh, I'm like lucky to do a whole week, a, a whole day, right? Uh, but he talks about today's priorities give me focus. And being that both of you coach salon owners and being that we've seen, you know, a lot of salons go out of business, you guys have been in California. And so you've seen the fruit of this and, and the dangers of being shut down. And uh, so as we watch and pivot, of course, that word, the dirty word, right? Pivot into a whole new different uh, industry, so to speak. And I know you've made a lot of shifts and changes because Kelly, we had you, you know, on last time to talk about this, but uh, what would you say that salon owners have to constantly always make a priority and especially now as we navigate these new waters as we move forward. So I'll start with you, Kelly, first. And then, yeah, they're both like wanting to push it on each other um, with you, Kelly, and then Brooklyn after that. Well, I, I think the number one thing is time. Um, you know, uh, and you could think that, and this is, people talk to me about this, about kids all the time. They're, they're always saying, you know, um, you're going to spoil your kids. I don't believe that you could spoil your kids if you're giving out of love. If you're giving out of the fact that you're not spending time with them and you want to make up for it with objects, you will spoil them. Yeah. But I think that salon owners, what we need to do is we simply need to give time. And I did this uh, in, in my relationship with my daughter. We were, you know, she's been, uh, she's 12 years old, about to be 25. And, you know, she goes in her room and sits and whatever. And I, I wanted to connect with her, but I couldn't connect with her. And I, she started watching Stranger Things. And Stranger Things has, it's like a horror kind of movie. It's got bad language in it. It's got a lot of crazy, you know, 
uh, situations in it. And I was thinking for a 12 year old, this is really strong. I need to stop this. And then I said, and then God just was like, go and spend time with her, watch it with her. And I watched it. And there was a lot of words that I didn't want my daughter to listen to, but I just spent time. And what I wrote out the next day is what I found was when I started to spend time with her, then she wanted to spend time with me. She wanted to talk to me. She talked to me more. She opened up to me. So what I wrote down was if you simply spend time, it'll unlock communication. Communication will lead to understanding. Understanding will uh, foster mastery and mastery will, uh, will bring you curiosity and curiosity will keep you young and keep you in the flow. So I think that with salon owners, it's simply time. Like give your staff time, not, you know, Hey, I'm going to teach you this, but literally sit with them and just go where and meet them where they're at. And when you do that, your, your communication will go to another level, your understanding, you'll start to master that relationship. The curiosity will come. And when the curiosity is there again, we're back to being a little tiny kid. And that's when we have the most flow in our life. Oh, that was powerful. Highlight. Drop the mic. We're done. <laughs> See, that's why you got to go. <laughs> Let's go spend time with them. Oh, my gosh. Brooklyn, what would you add to that? What do you think needs to be priorities? Um, so my big philosophy is that um, you got to stick with the plan, but you got to go with the flow. <laughs> so you got to have a plan. You got to know where you're going. You got to know. you have Because as far as being a leader, like they want to know that you know where, where we're going. Um, but the life happens and you gotta be able to pivot. You gotta be able to go with the flow. You gotta be able to, because sometimes God's got a bigger plan for you or the industry has a plan for you or the the world has another plan and it's time to shut down, right? Like you had all these plans, but then you gotta be able to be nimble and flow and, and flow with that. And I think that that was such a great Testament we had. Um, and this has happened to us several times. We're like, this is what we're going to do. This is our plan. This is what's going to happen. And then guess what? That is not what happened. <laughs> we had to be nimble and we had to be like, you know what? This is what the team needs. This is what our staff needs. This is what we need. And we had to sometimes go with the flow and then get back on top and make a new, new, a new plan. And I think, isn't that what life is all about? Like, you know, as a leader, you've got to be able to be the one to say like, this is the plan, but guess what? You gotta be able to go with the flow when it, when it, when is when, and be able to know when you're like, okay, well that's not working. We need to pivot. We need to move. We need to be flexible in a different area and we need to like go where the people need. Um, and we not only, not only do I live that, that's a life motto. <laughs> it's a lesson I continue to learn over and over and over again. Yeah, that's so good. What about those salon owners, uh, Brooklyn, that don't really have a plan? There's nothing in writing, you know? And so uh, we're coaching a salon owner right now. has 58 employees, three salons, but there's no organization chart. There's no, like, she's like chief everything officer. So now she's got to kind of build that plan and then she can go with the flow, right? Because right now she's going with the flow so much. There's no, because there's no plan, you know, and it's frustrating her like crazy. So what shift would you coach her on to start with? Well, I think Kelly has always said is that like our systems, right, are just a list of our screw ups. So I mean, where do you start? You start right where you're standing, right? You put one foot in front of the other. So first of all, list all the screw ups. I mean, like, you know what, I don't want this to happen. So this is what we're going to do. Like, I don't like the way that when people answer the phone, like it drives me crazy when they just are like it, it, they don't have a proper way to answer the phone. So we start there. This is the script on how we answer the phone. 
And guess what? You may change that down the road, but it has to start somewhere and they have to be nimble. So write it in an editable document, you know, but it needs, it needs to have like, and it's going to be editable, but it's going, all these systems, everything, everything's a system, how we walk in the door, how we shampoo hair, how we talk to a guest, how we recommend take home, how we cut hair, where we stand. And the reason why we have so many systems is because we've just messed up a lot. (laughs) We've made a lot of mistakes. And then that way it's people know it. They, they understand like, okay, this is the reason, you know, why we do this. Um, there's always a reason why, and it's, and it's always going to come down to your core principles. So, and I'm sure this is what you guys know. You guys already know your reason why. And once you know that it's really easy to start, but it's, you, it, it seems like a big hill, but just it's one foot in front of the other. And just know, that's why I said, you're going to have a plan, but it's going to change. So just put it in an editable document and knowing that everything's going to edit and grow and get better. Yeah. Yeah. Start with what's, what's bothering you the most and make it editable. I like that. Not edible, but at it a ball. <laughs> Don't eat it. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. I thank you so much. I'm going to uh, toss this over to uh, Rosemary. You're up girl. Okay. So we're going to talk, I'm going to continue into priorities and my questions are for both of you. What are your strengths? And the second part to that question is, what small steps do you take to ensure you stay in your strength zone? What are my strengths? I think Kelly's really good about like building me up and saying what my my strengths are. Um, Like I said, I think I can listen. Um, and I think that that comes down into like breaking it down a consultation. We have a really simple way of just asking people like, how do I make you happy? And when you listen, they'll tell you exactly what you want to hear. I think most of the time people are in such a rush to kind of, people want to tell you exactly how they want to be treated. They want to tell you exactly how they wanted to be talked to. They will tell you, people want you to know. So as opposed to rushing first, um, is listening. And I think that I, I listen to that. And where I think the magic happens is listening to those nuances, um, in a consultation, um, in relationships. I do a lot of brides, right? Like think about a bride. A bride has been thinking about her wedding her entire life. (laughs) So she doesn't need you to come in and tell her how it's going to be done. She needs you to know that she's heard. Um, same thing with your team, same thing with your clients, same thing with your relationships. Um, and uh, what was the second part of the question? I said, uh, sure. It says, what small steps do you take to ensure you stay in that strength zone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um, how do you stay? Well, Kelly taught me a long time ago in a consultation is you ask a question <laughs> and then shut up. <laughs> you shut <laughs> up. <laughs> and then you just shut up. Like you ask him, how do I make you happy? And then Shut up and try to avoid things like nodding and uh, to, um, you know, make sure that you make eye contact, wait until they're all the way done. If you, if you're not quite under, if you don't quite understand it yet, ask questions and really dig into people. Like, how does that, like, how does that feel? How does it make you feel Um, in relationships? Even with like a guest, like I want to cut my hair off. Okay. How long have you been thinking about cutting your hair off? Yeah. How often do you style it? How often do you think, because a lot of times they'll tell you exactly, well, I never style it. I never wash it. Um, or, you know, I, well, how often, you know, do you get your color done? Well, like two times a year. 
Mm. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And so would you be commit to getting it done four times a year? Mm, no. Okay. All right. Well, then for me, it's easy. Platinum cards are out for you, girl. Like, <laughs> you know, just listen. And I think that that I think is a strength is listening to people. Um, and if you listen, they'll tell you exactly who they are, exactly who, what they want. Um, and it's a lot easier to serve Mm. You know, it's all even that's ultimately what we do. You serve our guests, we serve our team, um, you serve your your partner in relationships. Um, and it's a lot easier because sometimes if you just listen, they take exactly what they want. That's cool. That's her, cool. Her, her strength too is is she's an amplifier. So whoever she's around, she amplifies them. She allows them to be who they are and she doesn't love you for what you can do. She loves you for who you are. And that's a big, huge strength that she has. I don't know how she fosters this thing. And I wish that I did because I'd can it and I would sell that bad boy with a cool logo on it. You know that. You know that, Tina. You know, it would come in a can. It would have the logo on it. You know the logo I'm talking about. It would have that bad boy on there and I'd be selling it at 7-Eleven. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and what about yourself in regards to your strengths? Well, I, I, I believe I'm only good at, good at one thing. Like, well, I'm good at three things. Uh, number one is I'm really, really good at finding out what other people are good at and allowing them mm -hmm. to do it. And I'm sure that there's two others, but I haven't uh, found them out yet. Because <laughs> <So laughs> everybody gets three, you know what I mean? Like there's someplace out there that, that but uh, honestly, like, you know, <clears throat> no matter what it is, like um, I, I cut fat away. Uh, I cut fat away. I eliminate poop. Um, that's what I do. Like, you know, there, I, there's only one type of salon owner that, that works with me. And it's the person who's 100% committed. I, I do not work with people who are not 100% committed. Um, I'm not for everybody. My, my client list, as far as uh, salon owners, are not, it's not for the faint-hearted. It's for a person who wants to be the absolute best that they can be. And that's not me saying that, oh, I'm the greatest. I'm just saying that for me, I don't want, I, I, I don't want to work with someone who is not 100% in because when they're not 100% in, um, then they're going to get hurt. I'm going to get hurt. Um, everyone's going to get hurt. My dad said it like this, like, have you ever seen a half pregnant woman? You never have. You're either pregnant or you're not, right? So if you're on one side of the street, you're okay. You're on the other side of the street, you're okay. But if you stand in the middle of the street, you'll get hit. And I find that most salon owners stand in the middle of the street and they tiptoe their way into the pool. I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. I'm saying that I'm, I'm not a coach for everyone, but I am the coach that, for the person that says, I want to go in. And when we go in, like... I just had a, a, a salon owner text me, um, and it's on my Facebook. You need to check it. I'll, I'll paraphrase it. I just paid off every single debt in my whole entire company. Um, I'm out mm -hmm. of my company. I actually work on my business, not in my business, and this is the, the beginning of it. Tina, you read it the other day. Um, this is the type of results that we get, and it's, it, it's, it's in real time. And I think one of the big things for me is, um, you know, uh, as far as being able to uh, foster this is the difference between uh, relationship and religion. And this is a place where I might tow the line with some people, but I think so many people get so uh, reliant on systems that they, mm -hmm. it becomes their religion and they love the system and they manage the people. But I find when you love the people and you manage the system and the system will constantly change, it'll constantly change. Like the, I have a thing called morning pages and I would suggest it for every single person out there. I have a, a mastermind group that I, I created only for beauty school students. And the only way in is to be a beauty school student. Tina 
right there applied and I denied her because she's not a beauty school student. Seriously, I pushed denied like and I called her afterwards and I told her you can't come in. So what we do in there is we do a thing called morning pages and we write out an unconscious page before you do anything, before social media, before anything and you just write and you dump your brain. Well, I've been doing this for since September and every single day I do three pages. I just had the people do one. But I got down to the beach the other day and I had my headphone in and there was a guy who pinged me on Clubhouse and I hopped into Clubhouse and then I felt bad and I was like, man, I'm not writing. And then what God told me is, I'm not about a religion. I'm not about you doing the same thing over and over again. I don't reside in that. Where I resided is the relationship and the relationship is constantly gonna change. So be okay that you're listening to Clubhouse today, that you're down on the beach tomorrow, that you're riding your bike the next day and be present exactly where you're at. And I I find that this is a thing that for me is reverencing and respecting the past, right? accepting my future. It's a spent check. Like the things that like Oprah's already going to call. She's going to call. She hasn't called yet, but she's just been busy. She's coming. And once I accept that, then I can reside 100% in the present right now with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So I feel like what I'm hearing is you're quite strategic in in your, in your discipline of uh, planning on who you work with. So that could be another incredible strength because you're strategic on who you will work with, how you will work with them and what you attract. Yeah. So strength. Well, that, I think that that's, that's over time and, and, you know, being a bonehead and, and yelling a lot and then shit her being like, Hmm, I never thought about it that way. And then me being like, (laughs) why am I wrong? Wow. You were so right. And she just looks and she does that Jedi. She's like, "Mm -hmm." and she doesn't say anything, but (laughs) this happened yesterday. It was yesterday in the car, in the garage. It happened yesterday. I promise. I was a jerk. She was awesome. And she wins all the time. No way. Am I lying? Did this happen yesterday? No. Yeah, it did happen. No. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It did. That's the Jedi. No, yeah. See? That's the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Canada. No, yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to move on to uh, Nula Christine, who wants to be up next. (laughs) I'll, I'll take it from here. And really, okay. So um, my, my topic for the both of you is health. And how does health uh, play a role in your success? So Brooklyn, since you are dressed in workout gear over there and you, and you look like you're your fighter, really. So I'm going to start oh, with cool. you. Hey, hey, um, well, it's cause I'll be working, girl. I'm working. I gotta be working all the time, working on my fitness. Um, well, everything, everything, every ebb and flows. So I'm in a flow right now. Um, because during the holiday seasons, I ate and drank my way through. I didn't say no to nothing. I ate the cookies. I drank the wine. I ate the popcorn every night and stayed up late and I didn't work out. I didn't do none of it. I said, yes, I swore my comfy clothes and I, I feel myself and I like it. And then I was like, oh, nothing fits no more. I got to get it. I got to get after it. Um, so the things where I feel like, um, that, um, that I, where I feel the most powerful is when I, um, when I'm, when I'm in the flow and I'm in the flow. So about 30 days ago, um, every once in a while I do like a detox. Mm -hmm. Um, so usually it's after a holiday or anytime after and it's like no sugar, no dairy, no alcohol, no caffeine, no start, like anything that your body will be addicted to 
all the good stuff. Um, all joy has mm-hmm. to go out of your life. Yeah, you have to get rid of it for 30 days so you're not addicted to it. So you can prove to yourself you don't need it. But what you learn, what I learn every time I do this, is it, where my bad habits lay. And it's a relationship, right? We have a relationship with food. Like I was experiencing inflammation in my body. My hips hurt, my back hurt. Um, and I didn't want to work out. I was tired. I was lethargic. I was like, and I, and I, it, it's like a cycle. Um, so that's why the detox for me works really good. Cause it's extremely strict. It's like, no, just no, nothing that your body, um, can get addicted to. And so after 30 days, which is, was today was the end of my 30, the end of my detox. <laughs> so today is it. <laughs> she smoked crack and, and she I did, did. <laughs> anything she could today. She, she yeah. was up in the corner with a crack pipe. Like, ah, <laughs> No, but I'll tell you what, after that 30 days, I feel amazing. Like I hopped on my Peloton this morning and I felt powerful. I felt clear. Um, um, I was ready to go. I told myself I would just do yoga and meditation during that just because I didn't need to, because I was experiencing like inflammation in my body. Um, And I feel better. I already know my, I've created new habits, like getting up and having a breakfast shake in the morning um, is something that. I didn't do. I would just, I would drink coffee and then not eat. I was a hairdresser. I'd eat, drink coffee. And then at two, I'd be starving. And then by the end of the night, I would eat anything. And then I would drink wine and, you know, and, and it's, you know, it, I had bad habits. And so during that detox, I learned how to like, okay, where are my bad habits? Where do I start over? And then, cause I enjoy working out and having fitness. I enjoy that. I feel like I get my best ideas when I'm running or when I'm, um, uh, like on, like when I'm working out and my heart rate's pumping, I get, that's where things are clear. I get great ideas. Um, uh, so, but it all starts, I think with nutrition. Um, so mental health, um, with meditation, um, and breathing. I have a yoga therapist that I, that I get to work with and it is like, oh, I'm forgetting that, like how much breath is, um, important to us. And so, you know, having a great relationship with your breath, meditation, slowing your mind down, being really clear, being conscious what you're putting into your body. Um, and then, you know, working out and making sure that like I get like I get up and move and my blood pumps because that is where I believe, you know, flushing some of that system, uh, you know, out of our, our system is such an important thing. So it's important to me. Um, I'm not saying I'm a, a beacon of health all the time. I go through I go through ebbs and ebb and flows. But I'll tell you what, when I am flowing, everything else in my life seems to be, seems to be a lot better. So, um, just like with anything, like we said, how do you, where do you start? It's like, you start like my back hurts. Okay. Well, why, why does my back hurt? It's because I'm not taking care of myself. So what am I going to do? Put one foot in front of the other and then the next, and then the next, and then the next. So right now I'm doing good. That's why I got my clothes on. Girl, I just got back from the park. I was like, let's go. <laughs> That's great. So Kelly, um, one of the things that John talks about in, in, in health is to have a purpose worth living for. So can you speak into that, how, how purpose can help your well-being? That's a good question. Um, I think one of the, one of the big things is, is identifying your purpose in the first place. And this is where most people just stop. They walk away from it. It's too big of a word. Um, it means too much. It's too deep. Why are you trying to, you know, probe me, all the stuff? And if you want to stop a party, seriously, 
Like if you want to stop a party, all you have to do is roll up to someone with your glass of wine and be like, so what's your purpose? Everyone will stop, leave you. You'll be the worst person. You'll be the stinky kid at the party. No one will want to talk to you. But all, I mean, when we identify our purpose, really our, our purpose is nothing more than identifying our gifts and then go give them away to every single person. And mm-hmm. in the event that you're not healthy, you cannot give that away. You can't give those things away. And I find that, you know, for, for me, um, you know, I've got, I've got three reasons why, right? I mean, people are always like one reason why, what's the reason why it's very popular nowadays. Right. But I got three reasons why Maddox, McKenna, Brooklyn. Right. And so that's what I want to, I, I want to make sure that I'm there for. And I want to make sure that if I'm working now, there's a lot of people out there. They're like, yo, I'm working 17 hours a day just for my kids. No, you're not. You're working for yourself. Like you're working for yourself because there's a way to be able to do it in eight hours and just be more efficient and be with your kids. Because if you really wanted to be with your kids, you would wrap your business around your life as opposed to your life around your business. And the reason why I say that is because I'm not judging because I did it for so many years. I'm going on the road just for my family. No, 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 no. I was going on the road for me. I was not going on the road for my family. I was going on the road for me. And I think once we get to that place where we realize like, you know, my, one of my gifts, I told you my gift, right, is, is figuring out what other people are good at and, and allowing them to do it. Um, it helps me to suck at a lot of stuff. I don't know how to communicate really good. You know, I, mean, I don't know how to listen. So I have her, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know how to cleanse my body of like the toxins. So uh, people are like, oh, wow, do you like the cleanse? I'm like, no, I love my wife. <laughs> like, I don't want to at, uh, take all joy away from my life, but I love my wife. And if she's doing it, I love her and I'll hang out with her, you know? So I think that it's, it's, it's getting in touch with that part of it. First, identify your purpose. And then if it, if that desire to accomplish what you were doing, isn't strong enough, that's not really your purpose anyway. Mm. So people are always like, Oh, I really burnt out. I, I did hair and then I burnt out. <laughs> I have never burnt out of loving my son. Never. I haven't got to my wit's end. I've been like, I'm not loving you ever again. That's not happening. It's just natural. And you'll find that when you set in your purpose, every single thing will come natural. You won't be working anymore. You won't be trying. You'll be allowing. And once you start allowing, crazy magic happens in your life. Oh, so good. That's so good. Take it away, Nula. Nula. We are here. I want you to spin around. Have you shown the back of that chair yet? Let's see if it, which oh, way wait, is it? Oh, it's that way. Go that oh, way. hold on. Let's see Futuristic. It's like beam me up, Scotty. It's like Star Trek. Here I come. <laughs> yeah, I want, yeah, I will put that eject button in there, Brooklyn. I'll, I'll send somebody over and help you. <laughs> So it's interesting. Can I just tell you, I love your mom and dad because they come up with the best quotes. Like I love your mom. I loved your mom the last time we spoke. And now today I've fallen in love with your dad. So that's so good. So it's actually interesting, Brooklyn, because you talked about relationship with yourself. And that's actually, I was going to talk to you two about the relationship and working with each other, number one. But when you started on your, you know, you pushed yourself to the max 
that's something similar that I do. A two by, they say, you know, a two by four has to hit you before you make a change. I'm like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. The whole house has to drop on me before I make a change. So it's like you said, you know, you're pushed to the max and you, you got that relationship with yourself to get yourself healthy. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Relationship with yourself gives you fulfillment. And I was going to talk about that with your team and your clients, but I want you to kind of talk a little bit more about that. When John talks about today matters and you did it one step at a time, right? What was that first day like for you when you decided, you know, I'm going to have a better relationship with myself in 2021. What was that first day like? The first day of the cleanse sucks, by the way. I just want to let you know for all, all you husbands out there listening, it's awful. Well, it is. It's uncomfortable, right? So for the first thing that you have to do is you have to be aware, right? And sometimes we just get going along and you're maybe not aware. And it does take, especially when you're moving so fast, it does take a two by four. Or like yeah. you said, heck, it does take a whole house falling down on you being like, whoa, like, so I think the first part is awareness and, you know, being self-aware and just, and sometimes it's, you know, you figure it out on your own. Um, it's listen, you know, no, having a really great, um, you know, circle of influence around you of people that like hold you to your own, um, highest self. Um, mm. and you know, I think that that's important. I think, you know, having f the people around you that don't, uh, and, and I, and I'm blessed, I guess I say that I have some friends, um, and people around me that they just don't put up with my BS, you know, and they expect the best out of me and they love me through it and they don't care about any of my accolades. They're like, just be your best. Um, and I think sometimes like, you know, if you get too comfortable in a room, that means you need to go to another room right? Like you need to be uncomfortable. You need to push yourself and be around people that make you feel uncomfortable um, because you need to be self-aware and you want to be able to, to grow. So I think that the first part of that is, is being self-aware and saying and realize like, oh dang, something needs to change. Um, and a lot of times like it's just being clued in and this could, and it, for salon owners, it could be, you know, sometimes like you're thinking everything's fine or everything's great. Everybody loves me. This is a great opportunity where all these things are great. And then something happens and it makes you aware. And then you're like, oh, okay, let me look at this. So I think the first part of that is just, you know, noticing when something needs to make a change. And two is just recognizing and dissecting that and saying like, what does, like, does it fit in my core values? What is it? Is this aligning with the things that, that I want um, and that I need? And something that I've had to learn that I found the power of no, I've mm -hmm. right. Like, I think I'm about to turn 40 this year. I know. Don't yeah, I look we've good? We've no sympathy for you here. <laughs> yeah. Don't I look Very good? Very lucky turning 40. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so excited because honestly, up until now, I said yes to everything. And if you're not 40 or if you're young in your career, you should say yes to everything. But once you get to, like I said, I don't know, there's this new part of my life and it's because I've said yes to everything that now I'm saying no to the things that don't align with what I need and want in my life. And I think what they, I, and why I say that is once you kind of get like, and I don't know why I'm saying it's because I'm turning 40. So I've, I'm recognizing like this era, right? Okay. What's different? Like, 
Well, it's because now I just don't care what anybody else thinks. Like, I really only care, like, what I think. And so when something happens, I'm like, does it align? I know, baby, I, I do care what you think a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit. Um, but you have to say, like, does this align with, like the things that I need or that I want. And it's hard sometimes it's to say no because it's, you don't want to let people down or you, you, know, you don't want to disappoint people. But I think once you really, once you, once you know what you want and you know um, where you're going, it's, it, it, you can, you're never going to have a um, short of opportunities it's a matter of just saying yes to the ones that really fit in with where you're going. And sometimes no is just a really slow yes. Like no for now. No. Yeah. That doesn't work right now. No. Um, but maybe down in the future. But no for now. And I think that like so being self-aware, right? Like noticing something, right? Being able to say yes or no or identifying if it fits in with where, you're, where your vision and where you're at and where you're going. Um, so for me, like for the workout part, like I'm like, why am I like cannot, I literally woke up morning, I could not walk. And I'm like, that, no, no more of this. Like, I am way too cute to be, like, busted up with, the back, with my back broke. Like, I, am, I got stuff to do. So I need to do, like, no more of that. Yes to getting healthy. Yes to, like, being the best version of myself. No to, you know, sometimes toxic people, toxic food, toxic relationships, toxic, um, uh, yeah, yeah, anything that's not like that's not serving you up and building. And sometimes that that is, is saying no. So identifying one, two, being able to say no, and then three is just continuing to elevate and align yourself with people that challenge you. Um, and that that has been something that's been really exciting to me. Is like I I want to get scared. Like put me in a room where I'm like peeing my pants. Like put me in that. Room. I love it. I, I want to pee my pants. I want to yes. you know. <laughs> yeah john uh, john maxwell and um paul martinelli another person that you know is a mentor to us they say you know you shouldn't be the smartest person in the room and sometimes you've got to be brave to go into a room where you're not the smartest person so we'll be using a lot of depends <laughs> <laughs> yeah girl all the cool kids peter pants don't you know billy madison said it all the cool kids peter pants <laughs> <laughs> So good. And for you, Kelly, so what's that for you? It's like, you know, we, we talked about habits and, you know, making sure that today matters and that relationship with yourself. So, you know, joking aside, I know you said if you're not, you know, your wife's doing it, but it's the, you have to be doing it for yourself. And what I've been saying to myself this year, because actually health has been for my first three months of this year has been my major focus. If this isn't in harmony with what I say I want. So, you know, I'm even in the grocery store in Trader Joe's picking up, is this, if this is this in harmony with what I say I want, you know? And if it's not, it's not going into my cart, you know? So it's like, what is that for you? You know, your wife can only push you so far, but what is that habit that you've developed yourself as that, you know, that relationship with yourself? to make you follow through? Um, I, I think I, I, it's picking up dog poop. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> Whose poop? Uh, my dog Skylar's poop. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And 
Seriously. Like if you pick up somebody's poop um, and you, you get doo-doo, you ever get doo-doo on your hand? Absolutely. I okay. have a dog too. So when you get, when you get doo-doo on your <laughs> hand, there, there is no part of doo-doo that doesn't stink. There's no, no part of doo-doo that's not doo-doo. There's not like a part of it that is not doo-doo. Like if you touch a little doo-doo chunk on your finger, it's going to smell just as bad as a big lump of doo-doo in your hand. If you get doo-doo on your shoe, just a little bit of doo-doo, it smells the whole car up. But what I found is any time that I'm doing something or believing something and it's not a part of my whole being, like you could chip a piece of me off, like you could find me at the park hanging with my kid and I'm acting like a fool, then I have to realize that I'm not being like doo-doo. Like I found that to be successful, all you have to be is like dog poop. Because dog poop is dog poop, no matter what. It's all got the same amount of stink. It's all got the same amount of nastiness, no matter how small a piece it is. But most of us have parts of our life, our business, and our relationships that don't have intertwined inside of it all the things that we say that we're believing. So my wife jokes and says, catch me outside, right? Like, uh, you know, like, oh, girl, catch me outside. Well, catch me outside, pop off the earrings, and I'm ready to fight you. But if that's your mentality, right? And you're ready to fight someone in the street, but when behind in the boardroom, then you're like, oh, how you doing, ma'am? At some point, we're going to find you out. I say be like dog doo-doo. Be like my Skylar's big lump of nasty, hot doo-doo. And if you can do that, then you'll be successful in what it is that you do. And you won't have to try anymore. It's just like to really be it, like to really, really commit and to be inside of that place. Like, I mean, she knows this. I'm like, I'm, and Tina knows this, you know, I'm not a... 25 mile an hour guy. Like I'm like 150,000 miles or I'm sleeping. Like mm -hmm. I just believe this. Figure out your purpose. Your purpose is very simple. Identify your gifts, then go give them away. And then seriously sit inside your gifts and be okay. Like when you said you have to wait for a house to fall on you, like fall in love with that. And one word, which is a different word for doo-doo, which my mom taught me. And I want you to write this down. It's shit. Like Hey, I got too fat during the coronavirus. Shit, maybe you shouldn't eat as much. I lost my job and all my money. Shit, maybe I should start a new company. Um, you know, I can't do hair anymore in the salon. Shit, let me start a podcast. Like, let me try these different things and be okay. And two things that I'll finish with. Number one, walk in crazy faith. Like crazy faith that, you know what, Nula, you were born and you were bred and you were made to only have houses fall on you and have change. That's Nula. That's awesome. And when you are in the faith that that is the way it is, then look for houses to fall on you. <laughs> and then once we get in that faith, then we walk in the craziest grace that you could ever be in. Not only it's so easy to forgive other people, but it is so hard to forgive ourselves. And when we raise our hands and say, like, I had this goal. Like, I love that John Maxwell, and I love him. I haven't got a chance to meet him. I love that he's planned out for 40 weeks. Like, I love that. I think it's amazing. But I could tell you this, like, I, I could tell you, like, for my life, that ain't going to work because I'm not John Maxwell. And although, and I believe that what John Maxwell is teaching is principles and for you to apply them to your, your individual life as opposed to trying to be John Maxwell. And yeah. that's the difference between relationship and religion. When you walk in grace, when you walk in grace saying, shit, like, I, Oprah didn't call me today. You know what? Oprah didn't call today. I'm telling you this truthfully. Like, Nula, Oprah didn't call. Shit, she was probably busy. I know she's going to call. She's going to call at some point. 
My talk show is going to happen at some point. Shit, it didn't happen today. Okay, cool. Maybe it happened. To, maybe she was busy. She had a lot of calls today. So I'm going to give her grace. I'm going to give myself grace. And I'm going to walk in that crazy faith knowing that that stuff's going to happen no matter what. And I'm going to forgive myself every day. And even if I live my whole life and, that, and Oprah never calls, on my deathbed, I'll be like, shit, maybe it'll be in heaven. I just love your mom and dad. It's like, I want t-shirts with all those expressions on them. Yeah. To have that faith in thyself. It's so good. So powerful. And I think, you know, for a lot of people that are listening to this, it's, you know, as you said, you got to fall in love with it. You got to fall in love with life and live every day. So, you know, I'm going to pass you on to Tina. All right, so I'm going to let you guys end it up with our very last question we always ask because our page is called the Empowered Salon Leaders. So we have many salon leaders on our page, uh, many salon owners. And so we just want to know from both of you, what does an empowered leader mean to you? So I'll let Brooklyn go first because you've already answered this question, Kelly, but I'm sure certain you have another answer for us today. <laughs> um. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my dirty girl style, um, and really I think that that um, is that you need to fall in love with being perfectly imperfect with your badass self. Like you have to just fall in love with all of it—the good, the bad, the crusty—and um, you know that you're not gonna be perfect, and you're gonna not make mistakes, but you're gonna and you're not gonna be perfect, and you will make mistakes. But those mistakes are what are going to allow you to grow and get better. So encourage them and welcome welcome them. So, so good. Thank you, Brooklyn. Thank you for bringing on Kelly. Yeah. What do you say an empowered salon leader is <laughs> the the greatest servant in the room. Yeah. Yep. Drop the mic on that one. <laughs> 